0: Welcome to the Gray and Green Show. Two girls who will say what you're all thinking anyway. The Gray and Green Show is brought to you by Urban Obsession, downtown Grand Rapids on Fountain Street. If you haven't been to Urban Obsession before, they are a full-service salon offering hair, nails, and Nova Lash eyelash extensions. And right now, if you tell them that Jackie and Rachel sent you at Urban Obsession, they're going to give you $75 off their eyelash extensions. Check out Urban Obsession, downtown GR on Fountain Street. Make sure you tell them that Jackie and Rachel sent you it's episode 34 of the Gray and Green Show, and I'm sorry, we suck. We could not record yesterday. I actually still kind of sound like balls, if I'm being totally honest. But my nose is just keep keep stuck. Farting. Up. I can't stop. <laughs> Jackie's dude. got wicked gas. I think I had, I don't know if it was food poisoning or a stomach virus, but dude, my stomach. <laughs> It's terrible. It's Rachel Gray and Jackie Green for 105.3 FM. It's the Gray and Green Show. Make sure you look for us on iTunes. <laughs> now, more about Jackie's farts. She just to told, me, she told me she ate a cookie and it was a mistake. <laughs> it was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. <laughs> Why? Cookies make you fart? Uh, not normally, but today I'm still recuperating, I think, and my yeah. stomach was like, no. I had a bad cold. I had a fever. I just felt like absolute dog crap but you were like i saw a picture i had a facebook and you were like holding a bucket i had a fever it was low yeah and i basically just had chills and just was vomit in bathroom time for like three hours that went away and then i just felt nauseous and dizzy and then it just it just went away i don't know wow greenlee doesn't have it does she no oh good so, are you going to let us know when you rip one so I know ahead of time? Before oh, I'm going to have to warn you. I'm going to be like, you like, might hear me run out of the room to go poo. This is the friendship we have. She tells me that she's got really bad gas. And I look at her and I go, Is it hot? And she goes, Yes. And it smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It is I do not have wicked gas, but I just ate a whole spinach pie. So oh, yeah, I ate a whole spinach pie. Did you the like cookie. it? Because you never had a spinach pie before. What were those weird nut things in it? That's pine nuts. And what was that flaky stuff on top? That's phyllo dough or phyllo dough. Yeah, I don't you think call I like. It. it was very not salty up your alley, tasting. huh? Oh, I love spinach pie. Is it good for you or bad yeah, for you? Well, I mean, it's a boatload of spinach. It's got to be good for you, right? That's what I was thinking. It's right, got to be somewhat. But healthy. it's also loaded with feta cheese. So <laughs> but feta cheese is one of the better cheeses. Oh well, then in that case, plus pine nuts, you're in. Yeah, and but what do they mix in it to make it the pie? Is it butter? Oh, that I don't know. And the crust was such a thin layer. I feel like it couldn't have been that. Bad. It's like baklava. What is that? Baklava, like it that isn't Greek that dessert? Is so. it Greek? Yeah, I think it's Greek. Oh, I was gonna say she German. She told me the spinach pie was Greek. Oh, really? Okay, well there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's called spanakopita. Oh. You want to talk about something that's gonna make you fart? Spinach pie. <laughs> it will. Yeah. That, that is not the cookie that made the cookie. We got to the bottom of it. It's <laughs> <the> spinach. <laughs> What the hell? Oh, my God. So what have you been doing this week other than, like, feeling like just crap? Spooping and farting and <laughs> <laughs> farting. How yeah. was Greenlee's first birthday? Oh, it was pretty good. She was yeah. a little fussy. I think she was overwhelmed by all the people, but it was fine. I mean, it's a lot of people, right? Yeah, I mean, we probably had, like, 30 people show up. Your so family and Jim's. Well, not really family. My mom what? and dad and my cousin and my sister, Jim's mom and brother, but yeah. the rest are just our friends. Okay. So, did what time did she go down? Seven. Seven, and you got to have a little party, and yeah. she was clung to you? The whole time, because she was just... Not in a good mood. Well, it's tough to be the center of attention. You know, I'll be honest. I had my baby shower last weekend with Aaron's side mm-hmm. of the family. It's tough to be the center of attention. Like, Now, granted, don't let me fool you. I love to be the center of attention. But when it's a people that you haven't seen in a long time or when it's, you know. It's people that you like a lot, but you're like, man, I need a couple more beers where I can just, like, talk to you one-on-one for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, I kind of feel Greenlee's pain there. Well, she acted like it before people got there. She was just in a foul mood. It was just, just a foul wow. She was mood. having a one-year-old kind of day. Well, what are you going to do? What are Anything you? else new? Nope. Nope. I'm one month away from having this kid today. I know, dude. And it's, what, what June 8th? July 8th is my due date. I think the odds of, like, actually having a baby on your due date are really slim. I feel like that, too. Yeah I feel like you're either Going to have it before or after But you're not going to have it on the day I know And I have this like huge concern That my water is going to break In my bed That's my dream I love that I want your water to break You do? You create such a good story Like my water break Let's go Everybody we, my water broke We're going to the hospital We actually did that As a bit on the air once We had listeners call in And tell us where their water broke One yeah. woman called in And said she was at Meyer In the produce section And her water broke And she was shopping With her mother And her mother, mom was like Oh just move along Just move along They'll clean it up We got to go to the hospital <laughs> I, she I left heard her amniotic fluid next to the apples. I heard the promo so many times. Oh god! That I, I feel like I was there to hear the story. There you go. <laughs> Telling <That's, laughs> you, must have been a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. My sister's water broke for Greenlee in her bed. In her. Mm-hmm. Dude, I really like my bed, and I feel like that's it doesn't gross. Ruin your bed? It doesn't. I mean, I don't know. You get other fluids in there, and you're fine. I mean, if you pee the bed. Okay. That's not what it is. Or that stuff, but there's. (laughs) Gross. But there's sheets to stop that. There's sheets to stop. Amniotic fluid slash water breakage is a gush, though, isn't it? I don't think it's quite a. I mean, you know. Is it like TV? No. No. Like, at first, I heard multiple women tell me. At first, I thought I peed my pants. Yeah. Like, because that's how it's not like. Because you can, like, buy mattress protectors. Like, I've considered doing this. Oh, then that one. Some plastic wrap. Is it worth 40 bucks? I don't know. What if, what if you're I just the put a garbage it? can or a garbage can? What if I just put a garbage bag Down, underneath under my side? Because what's going to happen is you'll, that'll be the night you roll and then <laughs> you, it breaks all over Aaron <laughs> right. right where the garbage bag is. Oh my God. Isn't. I just have this terrible fear that I'm going to ruin my bed. I don't know why. Only 10% of women actually have their water break. I yeah, guess. I heard that too. So it's you're probably not even going to have kind your water of rare. break. I just don't want to be induced. No, I heard everyone I know who was induced ended up having a C section. Really? Like four or five people. My sister was one of them. I don't know if I'd be mad about a C section or not. No, it's not terrible. You get through it, it just hurts a lot. <laughs> That's what people Like the say. recovery hurts. Right, but. It's like surgery. Yeah. They got to, like, cut you out and move your stuff around. I don't think I'm going to have a C-section, though. Homegirl's, like, already, like, locked and loaded, right. head down. I swear to God, she's, like, in my vagina now. Like, I feel, like, so low. You go anytime. I know. Jackie keeps just scaring right me now. today because she's like, you could go anytime. Yeah, you could go anytime. What if my dream would be at the, if you water broke right now? God, you are the third person I would person make you sit here and be like, nope, we're staying out <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> we're tracking. Let me see your dilation. <laughs> Let me take a look. Where are you at, Rachel? I'm at a four. <laughs> <coughs> sorry <laughs> I literally am so sick it's disgusting is it hot in here no, or is it it's I'm actually like, kind of cold I am literally pitting out my shirt right now I think I'm slash gonna you okay so I got to work today not to like talk more about boobs not that I've talked about them at all I got to work today and you know I keep talking about how my nipples have changed mm-hmm. I've said that like a million oh, times yeah. on this podcast well, now they're like rubber, and I get to work today. Michelle McCormick from 97 LAVR Classic Rock Station she takes a good look at me and goes, "Do you have a brawn?" I go, yeah. Of but course you do. Yeah, of your course Your are big. like, triple D now. And I said, yeah, it's just really thin. It's like my comfortable bra. It doesn't, I wouldn't say it provides a whole lot of support, right. if you will. And she goes, well, your headlights are really on today. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like, legit, I looked in the mirror. My nipples were so big. They were sticking through my shirt. So then I come in the studio and I'm oh, he sitting here and he says with my morning show partner, Gravy, no. and I'm like trying to hide my he didn't say anything, did he? <laughs> yes. That he, goes, ass. <clears throat> he says to me, he's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> Nothing. I was like, "I just have nipple issues. I don't know what's happening." And he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. "Like he didn't know what to say," <laughs> which is I, good. I just let one rip. I'm sorry. What would you say? <laughs> I just let one rip. I'm sorry. Did you really just fart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but if you don't think farting's funny, like we be I could have got through friends. this whole podcast and no one would have known that I too did. I know. I, uh... Seriously, though, if you do not think farting's funny, we cannot be friends. Or, <laughs> or poop, if you don't think poop is funny. People that are like, don't talk about poop. That's gross. I'm like, there's something wrong with you oh my God, I had the most effed up thing happen to me yesterday. Is it poo? You are going to love this. So So I went and I got these maternity bathing suit bottoms and I went to my favorite store where I go and return things all the time. And I'm in the cashier, I go there constantly to return things. I'm in line and I've got this cute girl sitting across from me, not that her looks matter at all, but she was kind of a little Pop-Tart. And... I give her these bathing suit bottoms that I'm returning and I noticed that on the box there was like a fuzz on them and I was like oh what's that so I pulled it out of the box I pulled the fuzz off and I put it back in the box and handed it to her she looks at me and goes um did you just sniff those bathing suit bottoms <laughs> <laughs> I'm like bitch no I looked, at her, I looked at her dead serious and I go "No, no I go that's disgusting and she goes I'm really sorry, but I thought you, like, totally just smelled that. And I was like, no, why would I be sniffing? And if bat- I did, why are you calling me out? Yeah, I go, why would I be sniffing bathing suit bottoms at a cashier, like, at, at the um, Because maybe she's implied you've been wearing them and returning them. Right. Now that the baby's due, I'm going to give them... Right, she's looking at an eight-month pregnant chick thinking that she has this bathing suit crotch-sniffing fetish. <laughs> and I'm looking That's at her, it. like, are you kidding, girlfriend? Like, and then it got... Real uncomfortable, obviously. Well, as if it wasn't already. Also I'm returning these. Yes, I was like, I need to return But I swear I didn't sniff. Right. (laughs) I was like laughing at her, but also kinda like are you an effing idiot? Like I didn't... I'm laughing at you, but I'm also laughing... I'm laughing at you, not with you, is what you need to know right now because you're a bitch. (laughs) I know. I was like, what the hell? So then I see my husband and he's standing 30 feet away from me looking at me because I'm laughing at this girl and I'm like probably making large hand gestures and he's doing like the mime face of... What's going on? What's, yeah, what's the thing? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, man, I would love to tell you, but you're too far away and I can't yell. Hey, this clerk just thought I sniffed my own bathing suit bottoms. Yeah, <laughs> This clerk thinks I have a problem downstairs. Right, so I'm leaving and I finally, like, I had a water and a makeup remover that I wanted to exchange for the bathing suit bottoms. She exchanges them and I go, um, I had these two other things. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. If You're going to have to ring those up separately. I didn't do the exchange. And I'm thinking, seriously, you're so distracted that you think I have a bathing suit bottom sniffing fetish. You didn't do my exchange? Are you kidding me? I don't think she thought you had a fetish. Let's just get that out of the way. Who accuses someone of sniffing maternity bathing suit bottoms at a popular department store? Maybe she thought that you smelled something and were like, oh, I'm... (laughs) <laughs> what is this? I couldn't believe it. Like, it took me <laughs> off guard. When I told Aaron in the car, he damn near fell over. I was like, that's what was happening? <laughs> yes. This damn stranger just that's accused the last me of thing I guess was going crutches. on. Like, He's like, know. I did not predict that. Oh, my God. Speaking of young people, one of the things we wanted to talk today was millennials. And this chick was absolutely one. <laughs> I get mad. You know what's funny is people whine and bitch about millennials a lot. But... A lot of the people that do it technically are millennials. Do you not know what a millennial yes. is, bro? Yeah, I Because we are millennials. Yes, Jackie and I are like high-end what millennials. What is the year that they consider being born to be a millennial? I am not totally it sure. 83 or 85? I think it is 83. I don't know which why it's my 80 husband's 80. age. Yeah, I think it is 83 because yeah, that's what Aaron is. Because I'm 85 and I remember I looked it up once I'm like, no, I'm technically a millennial because the girl who was bashing millennials was my age and I thought, you are one. I'm pretty sure you are one. Right, I don't. I don't understand it. You're it not actually, a baby boomer boomer. <laughs> like, I don't right. Know. That's like my grandpa. Yeah. I don't know what my mom would be. Generation X? I think that's what Gen X. G- Gen X? I guess so. I was watching um, what was it, the Today Show when I was sick the other day. And they did this whole thing on millennials, and I thought it was really interesting because what their theory is, everybody hates on these millennials and says they're lazy and that they don't want to work as hard as anybody else. Right. But when actuality the truth is they just don't want to do it like everybody else does. They don't want to do a nine to five job. They don't. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's that's the generations before. That's my grandparents. Right. Technically, well, and jobs, are we're different. doing Careers jobs are that millennials different. would do. What would you say? Careers are different. Careers are different. And the internet has changing. changed everything. And that's the thing. They think that technology has changed people so much that they don't they don't want to engage with you. And but that's not. That's not the case. No, I don't understand, as I'm watching this whole segment on this, their point was that with millennials, everybody wants to call them lazy and the snowflakes and they need this and this to right. get through their day. And they're not going to do things without making them happy. When I look at that, that tells me, one, they don't want to settle. Right. Which is okay. Yeah. You don't have to settle. I think that a generation of people that don't want to settle isn't a great thing. Yeah. But my brother, my Grandparents. I don't know if Adam knows this, but they like to call him a millennial. And is he act like a stereotypical millennial? I would say yes. But that is the thing, though. Is he a stereotypical millennial? As people, and that's the thing. You're you're generalizing a whole group of people, or does he just not want to settle? My brother um, flies drones. Okay. And what he does, and he held out for this for a long time. He's always loved flying helicopters, you know, all that stuff. But now he's a full blown drone pilot and he travels across the country to fly drones with a surveyor. So if like that's there's cool. It is pretty cool. If so what, did a, he go to school for like survey engineering? He actually did not go to school for anything to do with this. Oh, that's a program at Ferris is why. So oh, I is a it? lot of kids that did the survey program. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, he actually went to school for philosophy, went to school for nothing to do with this. Right. But he fell into it and he's he got so good. Cool spills off, yes. So deep, he's very deep. Very deep, he's he's a gray, he's deep in whiskey these days. I feel like, but he waited for this job, and now that he has it, he I think it's kind of cool. I mean, when I say that, like, he didn't settle, he, like I said, flies to different places around the country, but like, if you have a big plot of land. He's out there with a surveyor, and he has a drone that has a camera on it. Mm -hmm. He flies the drone to take a picture of all the land that you have and what is on it. Apparently, people have so much land in some areas, they don't know how much they have or what is on it. Because they haven't explored it all. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. So Adam works with the surveyor, sets it up, flies the drone to tell him what they have. But that's his job. Is it your normal 9 to 5 job? No. Absolutely not. Is it something that people would wake up one morning and say they want to do? Probably not. But he found a way to do what he likes to do. Right. And I don't think that that makes him lazy because he doesn't do it like everybody else. No. I, I don't know. I get really hype about this because I feel like if you're not working in a steel mill... Right, people want to like rip on. I work you. in the factory. You are not an American. Like <laughs> you are not American. You didn't work right, six a.m. to six p.m. But the other reason my brother's in that millennial phase too is because his job is based on technology. Right, it's And that's a big thing. The evolving technology. I will say this though, and I I don't know if you can agree with. It. Have you ever had like teens that you've met like at the radio station that like listen to us and whatnot? I am always blown away by the ones that won't engage or talk with you yeah um i experienced that more coaching high school cross country yeah so track, but. you coach high school track what do you feel like do you feel that some of those kids fall into the millennial stereotype oh yeah tons of them do but the problem is it's about forcing them out of that bot like you're gonna listen to me and put the phone away and so is that what you say does jackie green get hype and tell oh. them what's up they hated me. Did they liked they? me, but oh I was a bitch. Jack, you had no idea. I can't even imagine you doing it. Really? Oh, no, yeah. You didn't mess with me. I was I had a temper. Really? Yeah, and that was part of the issues. Like a lot of the kids all the kids have phones. I was coaching middle school for a while and all the kids had phones. Really? All of them do. And that was like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. They all have phones. They're always on it. They're always taking pictures. I They're always struggle texting, with that. Snap, Snapchatting, Instagram. Not into I Facebook. I struggle with that. Now, with, Green- with Greenlee, do you think you'll give her technology or, like I don't know? Or will you ease her into it as who she gets knows? older? Because like where we'll be in five to ten years. No kidding. That, She's like, one. No, right. <laughs> that's true. But like another thing that's different that's changed with the school since we were a kid. Every school I've worked at, I've worked at five different schools. Yeah. Middle school and high school are like this. They all get laptops. day one of school and they are in charge of this laptop that they have to use for all their assignments all their stuff, and their homework as opposed to it's bring it in tomorrow, you, you write your homework, it's due via the computer by midnight. See, I kind of like that, though. Yeah, I like it, but here's the thing. As a coach, they all have these laptops. They have to take them home. School's locked. We're on a bus to track meet. I'm now in charge of your laptop. I have to help figure out where you're going to oh. put that laptop. And the bus driver says, no laptops locked on my bus because I don't want to be in charge. So it creates some problems where the kids... Some of these kids are only in seventh grade, and while they need to learn responsibility, I agree. You're they're giving them a thousand dollar computer. Thirteen years old. They're thirteen years old, and you just gave them a thousand dollar computer. And if something terrible happens and they lose it, they're in trouble. Right. And it kind of sucks. I don't know. I just feel like I never had quite that much responsibility. It is teaching them uh, to be responsible. I had a backpack with a damn notebook, and I was doing some cursing. Right. And if you wrote paper, you did it by hand. You did it by hand. Right. Like I your, rarely your typed until like at least were high typed. Right. You know what I mean? Or your big projects, you know, multiple pages were typed, but everything else is handwritten. Workbook right. style. But I do think that that is kind of interesting in the way it gives them a new responsibility. Right. And the, at least, I don't know about how Northviews were, but when I coached at Allendale, their computers were automatically blocked. So if they wanted to have anything like a Facebook or anything, parents had to sign off to allow that computer to be able to access Facebook. Really? Yeah, and um, I would never let the, school, the kids have Facebook when they're on the school's Wi-Fi. It can't access any kind of social media. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if I were the school, only Approved hell no. websites, so they have to actually be able to connect so to the Wi-Fi at school, home. It's typically for school, but when they use it at home, they have to connect to the Wi-Fi. That I had no idea that they were giving kids laptops. Oh my god! Every school. I don't know a school that doesn't. But at the same time, nowadays you need a laptop to do everything, right? You exactly. need the internet to and do everything. They can't expect you to say all kids have to have a laptop because not all people can afford a laptop. No, totally. I remember. Do you remember those calculators? Now this is really going to age us. You know those TI ninety three. Oh yeah. yeah. those calculators you used for algebra and mm-hmm. whatever else. Um, those things were like a hundred bucks a pop, and I remember kids not being able to uh, to afford them. Yeah. I mean you. I mean. Kids need these things nowadays to learn, but at the same time, I see what you mean because if you you leave them on a track bus, you're in a pickle if somebody mm-hmm. jacks it. You know? Oh, or, that's crazy. Uh, or the better yet, when we all get off the bus with our stuff and we lay it on the grass. Yeah, under a tent. But that's a thing, like today, everything centers around technology. And I think the older generations have a hard time understanding that. They have a hard time understanding that we are on the internet on our phone. Yeah. I showed my grandpa Snapchat. He thought it was the funniest damn thing in the world. He had never seen it, and then I turned his face into a piece of bread and he thought it was phenomenal. (laughs) But (laughs) look, you're you're bread. (laughs) You're bread, Grandpa. (laughs) He loved it. And then I turned him into Forrest Gump. He loved it. (laughs) He was living it up. He was. But that is just something that he, doesn't understand and I think I get really mad when people are like oh little snowflakes can't do anything for themselves I found this study and this is another reason I wanted to do this topic I found this study that says millennials are going to be in more debt because of student loans than any generation before them that okay fine school's expensive it's inflation whatever right but not only are they going to be in more debt than any generation, they're also getting paid the lowest than any other generation in entry level positions. Yep. So how the hell are they supposed to pay off their student, Your student debt? Loans. I know. Well, you get out of college and entry level jobs they <laughs> act like you need to, you oh you need to work for it, you need to get these jobs, but you want to offer them $20,000 a year. Right. My loans alone are $500 a month. My yeah like, mine used to be that actually so a little bit lower now. If I $500 a month and I started my old job I was making $24,000 a year right. at the radio station how am I paying my bills? I have rent, yep. I have food, I have I had other bills out car, yeah. a cell phone. Like, oh, my God. I think about when I... May, like, I get hives thinking about right, it. Right. Like, I, it freaks me out. I think about those times when I was so poor and I was straight up out of <laughs> broadcasting school. I did a morning show and I made under $20,000 oh, yeah. a year. I would do the morning show and then I would leave. And go to work. And I would go else. to my other job. And it was like keeping books. They paid me under the table to keep books at, a like, a sewing place. Oh, yeah. But... It paid my student loans. Right. It gave and you enough money to pay some bills. I had to. I didn't have a choice. No, you were going to go. I would rather die than call my parents and ask for money. And I had to do it Oh, I don't times. have that mentality. I called my mom and dad. I was like, mom. <laughs> mom. I can't eat, mom. I'm drowning, mom. I spaghetti noodles with ketchup last night. I need some help. No, I would no, rather Mom and dad die. helped me a lot. Oh, I called my dad once and I said, dad. I have no money for food. And he said, I will put a hundred bucks in your account. Like that was the end of it. No, I I think he knew it took a lot for me to call him. But the thing is like we sit here and we talk about millennials and having to deal with this. It was a lot different for other generations back in the day. Yeah. I mean, damn, my parents, my mom was married at 21 years old. Yeah. I mean, that is nuts. Now we're all in college partying at 21. You're like, Mary. Right. Right. I'm 30 years old having a kid. And that's the other thing. People waited. You know, no time at all. They didn't waste any time to get married and have kids and no. all that stuff. I mean, a co-worker of ours here got married at 18 years old. We just saw her. We just talked to her. She's been married for, like, 30-some years. She's so—oh, I love her. Like, no, I think maybe 30 years might be aggressive. I'm really sorry, Kim. Maybe it's, like, Yeah, 25. you have aged her a lot. I know. I didn't mean to—you're not 60. She's been married, like, 45 <laughs> years. She's. she's got an awesome marriage, but she's been with her husband forever. Long time. It was just— Different, and it was—I just get so pissed about it because just because millennials aren't doing it the way you're doing it doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, I'm not going to deny that I see some young people who fall into the category of millennials, but they're younger than us by like ten more years. Yeah, and they drive me nuts. They drive you nuts. Like like how nuts? Um, Okay, so I've done a lot through pageants and through running is where I meet a lot of people. Yeah, and I've met a lot of people that. They are so big on social media, and they have these, like, you think they're so successful, which this is just another flaw of social media, but they're not. They're working at the mall. And it's like, why did you waste all that time in college to go work at the mall? There are a lot of people. That do that. That do that. And you hear a lot, because I couldn't find a job. Well, you might have to move. Okay, I don't disagree, but I think that and I know you're specifically talking about people within the millennial generation. Right, yeah. There are people that are lazy and not willing to move or go the extra mile to oh, make the money tons of people. or work the second job to pay their student right. debt. Like Jackie and I had to do that comes from every generation. Yeah. I don't think it's just these, it's not just our generation of millennials. Right. I think that there are lazy people everywhere. You look, look at your family mm-hmm. and think about the older people in your family Tell me every single one of them worked their ass off to get where they are because I guarantee that there's at least one person in your family that did not. Right. That are outside of the millennial generation. I think the thing was, they had different struggles then. So a lot of them, you can, I think the difference is you can be lazy now and still have a lot of stuff. What well, do you mean? Explain. Okay. I know a lot of people who are super lazy and broke, but they have an iPhone 7 and they drive an okay car. Okay. They, so do you know what I mean? A girlfriend my of aunt- mine was complaining about money the other day and then she went and bought $80 jeans. I right. was like, are you an idiot? Exactly. See, I like, wouldn't even spend that. And I'm aunt, not broke. I don't have anyone that I would call lazy in my family, but I'll just use an example. Like, an, like if I had an aunt that was lazy, she would like... Not they had no phones. They had no cars. If she if she wanted to ride for her and her baby, it was like I better call someone. Yeah, on a payphone down the street with my last dime. You right. Know what I mean, it's, yeah. It's it was different in that sense. It was different because women weren't expected to work. Exactly. Women were expected to stay home with their kids. Right. And that to me, just like I still like, oh my god. Oh, that sounds that terrible. That blows my mind. I was talking to one of my older aunts the other day. She's my a great aunt of mine, and um. My other great aunt was making fun of her because apparently she cleans the whole house, she cooks everything, she lays my uncle's clothes out for him. I know someone who does that. That is her life. I don't even think she has a driver's license. I know a young person that does that for her husband. No! Yes. How old are we talking? Our age. She lays her husband's clothes out? Yeah. I won't even do Aaron's damn laundry. I don't do Jim's laundry. <laughs> I don't do gym laundry. See, aren't you glad you married Jackie and I? Yeah, I don't We're not doing your F laundry, ass. <laughs> no, not doing it. No way. Here's the thing, though. I will say, after having the baby, I used to see people wide about, like you'll see people share articles about moms that write things like, "I have the hardest job in the world, stay-at-home mom." And they'd be like, "That's not the hardest job in the world." Oh my, God, that's ridiculous. If I had to be with Greenlee twenty-four-seven and I didn't have a job, you'd call yes, it hardest. It would be the one hundred percent the hardest job. Really. A, you're isolated. You're all alone. I love hearing this, by the way. So Go ahead. So you're like yeah. just home with a baby, and it's great for a few months, but think about in the long term, if right. that's 18 years of your life, right? What, you know what I mean? You can only do so many play dates before you're like, <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. And the kids kids aren't good all the time. Like, no. And they don't want to nap when you want them to nap, and it's not always. And it's the same thing every single day. Uh-huh. It's just like. It's way harder than I would have ever imagined. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So was mine. And I... But my mom also did side jobs, so she had a daycare business out of the house. Oh, she she did? Yeah, then when we got into full-time school, she started a cleaning business. My mom started working when we went to full-time school, too. She was a bank teller, and she actually ended up being a social worker for 16-year-old girls who had just had babies that didn't know how to, like, interact with them. That's That's what my mom did. Yeah, by the way, aren't you supposed to have some kind of diploma for that? They just hired my mother. (laughs) She was a stay-at-home mom. I mean, she knew how to raise kids, but still. No, I feel like, too, there's... There's also like categories of stay-at-home moms I see. There's a stay-at-home mom that's like, "Well, this is my job now, so I also clean the entire house. I do the laundry. I do right. the cooking cuz I'm home, so I'm taking care of the home." That's a really hard job. Absolutely. The but then I know people who are stay-at-home moms that don't do jack. They watch the kid. I actually know some You know, I know some people like that too, yeah. and it's not I'm not judging you. It's your home, but I feel like if you decide I'm going to leave my job this is just my opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to stay home with the baby, then you sh- you're you in charge of more than just the baby. No, I don't You're now disagree. in charge of running the house. I don't because disagree. Because you're not making an income and that makes up for the lack of income. I like, don't disagree. You know I'm totally I mean? on your page. Like, I don't think I deserve a housekeeper if I'm home all day. I agree Personally, with you. Personally, I disagree with I think there are certain people that um, may have quite a bit of money that will still hire a housekeeper. In the replacement of having to do it themselves because they can afford it. Oh, which, yeah. If we could afford one, I would be on it. I want a housekeeper so right, bad. I hate but cleaning. But you work. I hate to clean too. I hate it. But I'll be honest with you if I stayed at home, I. And I don't have a baby here right. yet. I, she's still a month away. She's still cooking. But if I'm staying at home with that kid, you can pick up there's the no reason why I can't vacuum. Exactly. There's no there reason why be I can't a dust. There will be a time when she's sleeping. And there will be a time when she's playing in the other room. Or you can put her in a baby carrier. And, right. Like, I did that a few times. Put Greenlee in, like, a carrier on my front. Yeah. And I would just vacuum. Now, granted, if you got four kids, maybe it's different a little bit story. different. Oh, Yeah. 'cause One my girlfriend Sarah's got four children and she's her, her house is a wreck all the time. But you know what? Every time I go there and I think, "Damn, this place is it looks like a bomb went off." Right. Her kids are all really happy. She's not paying for a maid. Right. No way in hell no. she's paying for a maid. She's doing it as much as she can when she can, right. and that's just that's the way she's doing totally it. Different. But I do kind of agree with you. Here we are talking about millennials being lazy and being snowflakes, but there are quite a quite a few people There's this one mom that I know, apparently she drinks a bottle of wine to herself every night once the kids go down, which, okay, that's her jam. You should be able to take care of other things. Do you know what I, like, I understand you're a stay-at-home mom, and there's work to be done and all that stuff. And don't get me wrong, raising a kid is hard, teaching them things is hard, playing with them every day is hard. Right. But, I don't know, if my husband's at work all day, you better believe I'm doing something else. Right. There's, like... A fine, it's hard because, okay, there are days like where Jim, when I would be home with Greenlee, like I took a couple days off and I was just home with the baby. Right. So I didn't take her to daycare. I didn't get anything done because she wouldn't nap and she's at this awkward age where you can't leave her in a room alone. Hmm? She can walk. You no, can't. yeah. So I can't, I she literally looks so cute walking. can't do anything. And yeah. that's, there's a, there is a few, months and years here and there where it's like my god is this ever gonna end like jim said to me the other day he was stuck i was gone for a weekend when i went to vegas yeah and it was just him and her for friday saturday sunday and he told me jackie i could never just be home he was like i love her so much but he said you're so tired by the end of the day even when she's good because she's just running around and wants constant attention and wants to play right. play and it's like I can't do anything else. So I can't look away because she's so active. Right. So that's the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Here you are, and we say that we wouldn't have maids or whatever if we were stay at home. But if you've got a baby that's like Greenleaf, yeah, you like, don't hey, need to clean yeah. and do laundry every day. That's true. That's my thing. You too. should be able to take a half Once hour out of each week, day and do something. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. a week, you have enough time to to wipe down the house, vacuum, yeah. and throw the load of laundry in. I do. I do think it's incredible, like, that moms that can stay home, like you were saying, Jim's like, I couldn't do it. You no, say I could do I, it. I, know I couldn't. I don't think I could do it either. And I'm taking eight weeks of maternity leave. I don't think that I could stay at home every day. I, I can't believe my mother did it on top of cleaning the house. She's a neat freak, though. My mom is, she, too. She, she, like, gets off on cleaning. It's very yeah. weird. She used to, like, wear ankle ankle weights, uh-huh. She was really skinny after she had my brother. And she would, we had this thin. great big window at the front of our house. My mom would wear ankle weights and she'd like wax on, wax off, and she'd lift her right leg and then she'd switch lift and lift her leg. Lift her left leg. That's the, awesome. The window was three times her size, it was huge. She got that thing clean. Girl, I would get off the bus and my friends would like see my mom with her damn ankle weights and her sport bra, like, ugh. That's hilarious. I had horrific things happen to me on the bus. I had horrible things happen (laughs) on the bus. But there's something to be said that moms that can like balance it all. Right. I just don't think I could be a single mom. Well, and my thing is too. I'll have some days where I'll. I'll go to work at the very last minute because things are just going really well with Greenlee and she's on a yeah. good schedule. She napped. We went and had a play date. I then, you know, <laughs> gave her lunch. Things are going well. And then I'm like, I could stay home. It's going so good. But then I'll have the day, like I just had the other day, actually. She didn't nap for t- all day. Only. Does that make her a hellion? Yes. Yeah. Didn't nap. So she's super tired. So anytime she trips or falls on her butt, she goes, yeah. ah, and just has a meltdown. Meltdown. Oh, screams boy. and cries. So you gotta hold her, put her back down, does it again, put her back down. And it's like that. For hours. And it's all day hours? long. Well, it'll last all day until it's time for bed. And oh, it's boy. just, you're just ready to, like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, when you hear about people, the reason hospitals tell you, if you, they'll have this talk with you. Really? Before you leave, they tell you this, the long talk. Don't ever shake the baby. And you think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And they say... Uh, no, listen, if the baby's freaking out and you are at your wit's end, put them in the crib and walk away and let them cry for five minutes, even at newborn age, because they actually had that conversation with us in birthing. Class. And I laughed at it until I had a day where Greenlee cried for like an hour. And I you don't I never would want to shake her. Don't get me wrong. But you get to the moment where you're like, just stop. Just shut up. Right. Because they don't stop. And you just there's nothing you can do. and It just won't stop. Like it's like I've never experienced anything You are like not it. the first mom to tell me that, Jackie. Like, you oh are not God. the first mom to tell I me that. I thought I was going crazy. I called my friend Amber and I was on the phone sobbing and she could just hear Greenly crying and I'm like, "She won't stop. I don't know what to do. She won't stop." Yeah. Like and then she finally just do, found a toy and stopped and I don't know what it was. I don't know what was wrong. Do you have more patience or just Jim? Yeah, we're about, we're probably equal. Really? I'd like to say Jim does, but I've seen Jim have a couple of Aaron has of help way downs. more patience than I do. Jim does when it comes to some things, but not when it, like okay, example Jim has more patience when it comes to, like, the baby and stuff sometimes. But, like, I'd say we're pretty equal because I'm really good with her, too. But, like, the dogs say. I can let, If the dog's barking and being kind of annoying, I'll just let it go. Jim will, it'll go 20, 15 seconds. rough And Jim will go, like, you think the world was coming to an end. Oh, my God. That's me with, like, everything. Like, I have zero patience. Yeah. I get so frustrated so easily. And, in fact, I was talking to my stomach the other day, and I'm like, listen, dad's going to be great it's me you're going to have to cut a little bit of slack because I'm a hothead. If I get annoyed, I'm like that, too. I have to talk myself out of being pissed. See, I'm like that, too, though, with everything in life. I have found that I'm not really like that with the baby. And I think it's because it's it's a different feeling. I hope so. They don't make you angry. They just make you you're just like exasperated sometimes. Yeah. Like, okay. I remember one time I was on the phone with a friend who had just had a baby. The baby was like a month and a half old. Yeah. And he was crying. And She's on the phone with me in the car and she was like really I could tell something was wrong like he must've been crying for a long time. Right. She's like I know I can't I shouldn't go to the doctor but I'm taking him to the doctor again cuz he just won't stop crying and the doctor keeps telling me it's just he's just fussy and she's like but he won't stop. And then I got quiet and he's still crying and I heard her go just stop. Stop crying in the car. Oh my god. And then he Did cried hard. And I said, I thought to myself, "Oh my god, she's crazy. I'm never going to yell at the baby like that. How can you yell at a baby?" Then one day, like I just told you the story. Yeah. I didn't yell at her like quite like that, but I was at my end and I I left the room and just went, "Stop it!" Yeah. Cuz you just it's like They don't have any other way to show their emotion. Right. So you're just like, why are you still going? Yeah. Oh, my my God. One of my best friends, Stephanie, she has a soon to be four year old. Yeah. And just a year and a half ago, she had her second girl. So she has two girls. And the first day her husband had to go back to work and she was home with both of the girls. I sent her a Snapchat and I said, thinking of you today, because I knew she was, was her first day at home with the babies. And I said, I hope it's going good. I love you. She sent me back a Snapchat and she said, "You want to know how my day is going?" Flips the camera around. Both of those girls are standing. Well, the baby the was in her laying. yeah, was yeah. in her crib or her bassinet or whatever. And the four-year-old is screaming bloody murder. The baby is screaming bloody murder. Oh, no. She flips it back to herself and goes, "That's my day." That was the first day that she was home with those two kids. Yeah, I would go crazy. And I can't she, take the crying. She, I was talking to her the other day. She just got a job. She actually has been a, she was a teacher for a long time, but their daughter was born with some um, different, something called bladder, extra feet. Her Bladder was on the outside of her body. Oh, okay. they had to, like reset her legs and put the bladder back Aww. in. It was a big thing. It was terrible. She has to have surgeries all, every, every year, every couple of years. So she stayed home for the last three years. Yeah. I see her and she goes... I know that some people are cut out to be stay-at-home moms. She goes, I am not one of them. I can't do it. She just got a job. She's going back to school to teach kindergarten full-time. And Did you she say was, kindergarten? Sounds like you'll be doing kind of what you're doing right? at home. So she says to me, she's like, kindergarten wasn't my first choice, but yeah. she goes, she said that she feels that she needs to contribute to society some way, and My mom was kind of like, she said that in front of my mom. My mom kind of made a face like, well, you know, just because I I was a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean I didn't contribute to society. And she said, like, I'm not putting other people down. It's just not Not for me." me. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But it could work for somebody else. Right. And that's the thing. I think people are so quick to judge it. But it is a big job to stay home. I just farted again. Did you really just I fart can't again? Stop. <laughs> just killing the mood. My stomach. I you can't. know, you're lucky that I am so plugged up and so raspy I that I you can't were, even smell well, your ass. Well, I only told you because I thought you heard it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't <laughs> stop. <sting. laughs> it's just coming out of me like lava. It's coming out of me like hot <laughs> lava. <laughs> Okay, I'm almost scared to get in the car. My face is so red. <laughs> oh my god, the baby's kicking me like stop flexing. Rachel's got a shower today. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna fart my brain I out. Know, I a work shower today. Actually, on that note, let's wrap up serious conversation. I have a work shower today. Let's hope your gas is blown out by tonight, dude. Our boss is gonna be there, and I'm gonna like fart in front of her. No, she probably would, I'd be like, "Hey, girl." I think she might have a better sense of humor than we. Let's be one of these farts, one of those ones that <laughs> just sound like air <laughs> coming out of. a <laughs> <laughs> Yes, And then the sudden, what smells? I don't know, dude. It does smell. I'll play it off. You want me to play it off? You don't want to be like, it was Jackie. Well, Rachel's pregnant. (laughs) Blame me. I'll take the blame for you. (laughs) Yeah, I was me. Yes, I have a work shower tonight. This is baby shower number three. I'm ready to wrap these up, but um, I'm excited for tonight because it's a little bit different. It's kind of like a cocktail hour baby shower. Yeah. So I thought Michelle didn't drink. Does she drink? No, she probably won't. But she just has booze in her house? Oh no, Michelle loves to throw parties. Michelle McCormick who's done the podcast with yeah. us more than once. And I she's just reality. like a party thrower. Yeah, she loves to throw parties, which she will be on like a lamp. Hey, what can I get you? Can I get you anything? <laughs> oh really? So, she's so good at like having parties and like being that person. Oh okay. that's why she offered to throw and because like we're best friends, but like she right. she's seriously like the best human ever. I'm so glad that she's doing this because she is she when I talked to her the other day, I said, well you know what should I expect from the shower? She's like, I don't know, but the booze is being dropped off now. Like she's dropped off. Somebody else is buying the booze, I guess. I don't and know. They're dropping it off. Like, well, how fa- is this going to be like a fancy thing? Do I need to go shower? I don't think it's going to be a Do fancy thing. Everybody's going to be coming after work. Truth. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't worry I'm about it. come straight from work. Yeah, <laughs> you look fine. You don't need to dress up for me, dear. I don't care. I have fit stains. Is that pit stains or is that shirt just worn well, out? I don't your know. Pit? I thought the I thought that it was just worn out, like that's what it looked like. But it's in both arms. What? Which tells boobs me boobs look really big today. It's the sports bra. My God, I wish my boobs looked like that in a sports bra. Just wear one a I size too on, small. I put a sport bra on and I get banana boobs. Do You wear one a size too small. It's Everything really I wear, on my boobs snug. is too small. I really <laughs> strap in. them in. The Push them <laughs> up. Back in college, I used to. Um, I don't know why I was obsessed with having, like, my boobs look big. Like, I said, my boobs look bigger. Oh. So I used to take my hands like this and duct tape. You would duct tape, tape underneath boobs your boobs? Oh, and then I'd put a bra on, and my boobs would look like this. Smash them up together? Oh, they look like this. Like butt all cheeks? The time. Oh my God, it's butt cheeks. Or if I couldn't make them look like that myself, I'm like, I could get it. I would hold them together and make my friends tape it for me. Wow. Have you seen those new bras that they're advertising everywhere? Oh, you pull the string? Yeah, you put it's, it's like a button bra, it. and you pull the it string. says it works. You bought it? No, my friend did. She says it works? Yeah, but she's got no boobs. Like, no boobs. So yeah. I'm almost like, did it work, or did your skin just kind of push out? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god Okay check out the Gray and Green show on iTunes Make sure you hit us up on Facebook Gray and Green podcast at gmail.com All that good stuff Gray and Green show on Twitter I gotta Twitter, get out Twitter, about Facebook. I to tweet me Tweet me girl Tweet at me at Jackie on air, At Rachel Wait what is yours? Mine's Rachel Hot FM Rachel Hot FM <laughs> Okay Tweet tweet We're out of right here Goodbye tweet Tweet <laughs> Major art theft in Boston overnight. Two thieves posing as police officers overpowered museum guards. Very dramatically said, gentlemen, this is a robbery. A part of our heritage has been stolen. This horrible thing occurred in 1990. Everything changed because of that. Someone on the inside helped the thieves. From the guys who brought you Missing Maura Murray and Crawl Space. Empty Frames will be available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts on February 6th.